BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish podcast for independent minds. Hey, this is fortuitous. I'm right now on MSNBC's website where the headline is John Kelly as in former President Trump's one-time chief of staff, John Kelly was terrified by aspects of Trump. And then the subheading says, Reporter Michael Schmidt details the paperback release of his book, Donald Trump versus the United States, which includes a 12,000-word biography of General John Kelly and Kelly's tale of his time as Trump's chief of staff. It's a reference to the book, Donald Trump, the the United States and the paperback release is next Tuesday. That That is not uh, the reason for my having extended an invitation to Michael Schmidt. There's something else that I'm eager to discuss, but how can I not pursue that? This is Michael Schmidt from the New York Times. Michael, tell me about this new revelation and the release of your paperback on Tuesday. What the book does is it tries to tell the story of Kelly. Kelly story has not really been told up until this point. And it's basically about how the fact is, is that when he became Trump's chief of staff in the summer of 2017, he thought that Trump needed process and better staffing to get him on track. Within hours of coming into the White House, he realized there was a far bigger problem. The problem was Donald Trump. He was stupider than Kelly ever thought he was. He was, um, inarticulate in a way Kelly Kelly had had not imagined. He was lazy. He he was just as Kelly later told someone, I didn't know they made people like that. And the story it tells the story of how Kelly came to deal with Trump, who who Kelly tried to keep on the right track. And the biggest concern that Kelly had was that Trump was going to set off war between the United States and North Korea. Did he therefore try and stay longer than he otherwise would have because he thought he needed to take one for the team? The piece goes into how basically John Kelly tried to take as much pain as he could from dealing with Donald Trump on a day-to-day basis until he basically couldn't take any more. And that's about an 18-month span to the end of 2018. And look, the first two years of Donald Trump's presidency, a lot of things did not go right. It, it's not a textbook, well-run presidency by any means. There are some, some major, um, major problems that happened then. But after Kelly leaves, it's a different type of story. Trump is impeached for his call to Zelensky. Kelly had warned Trump going out the door that if you are not like on track in having someone keeping you on track, you're going to get impeached. He got impeached. 
and then everything that happens in 2020, we all know that story. But this, this, this tells the story of John Kelly's life, about how when John Kelly went to enlist in the Marines, they found that he had bone spurs in his feet and said he was disqualified. Kelly fought the doctor who was uh, examining him and said he, needed, he wanted to enlist, and the doctor enlisted him in the Marines. It's about John Kelly's life. Well, good for you that you were able to get him to tell it and then package that as part of the paperback release of what is already a bestseller. I thought the story of Kelly was among the more fascinating ones that I had encountered as I looked at how different people around Donald Trump tried to uh, basically contain an unbound president. And I, if I had had more time, I'd, I'd try and write a whole book about John Kelly. But I did what I thought was the closest thing to do. It was to try and write his story. Um, it's it's 12,000 words. You can read it in, you know, two or three sittings. Um, and it tells the story of his life. The most remarkable thing about John Kelly has, has really nothing to do with Donald Trump, and that is that he's the highest-ranking American military officer to lose a child in the post-9-11 wars. Um, Kelly was able um, to continue on to, with his life to the point that he became White House Chief of Staff. That's just a remarkable thing in and of itself. Yeah, that, that of course, is the part of the story that, uh, that I remember best. Okay, the book is called Donald Trump versus the United States Inside the Struggle to Stop a President. Tuesday is the paperback release of Michael Schmidt's book. Let's talk about today, page one, print edition, above the fold, New York Times, the tale of Hunter Biden to come front and center. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Let's talk about today, page one, print edition, above the fold, New York Times, the tale of Hunter Biden to come front and center. It's you. It's Adam Entis. It's Katie Benner. It is a if if you saw me sitting here in Philly with my hard copy all marked up, I think you'd be pretty impressed. It is a very lengthy. I don't know how many words, but it's a very lengthy read. And it's the what? Tell me how many. Six thousand. Six thousand. Okay, and it it is the result of 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 sort of a new look, updated reporting by the New York Times about all things Hunter. 
before I ask about substance, talk to me about approach. Why did you do it? Why now? How did you do it? So obviously Hunter Biden is something that is in the news. We all hear about it if we're consuming any sort of news. But if you're sort of just casually reading through the news, you're probably not appreciating the whole story. So if it's something that's really important, what we try and do is we try and get in there and tell you that story to get to the heart of of what, what that is. And so what we've done is we try to explain to people, how is it that this came about? How did Hunter Biden come to under federal investigation? How did he become this political liability for his father? And what we do is we go back and we tell that story. How did we end up where we are today? And in the course of that story, we, there's sort of two really important takeaways. One is, is that the story that's pushed by the Republicans about Joe Biden being at the center of an enterprise that was run by Hunter Biden to make money with foreigners, that, that story, there's, there's really nothing to that story. Joe Biden was not part of Hunter Biden's business deals, in the, and certainly not in the way that Republicans have, have claimed. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is that the federal investigation of Hunter Biden has ended up, after looking at all these different things, it's not focused on the things that the Republicans really want it to be focused on. It's ended up focused on some narrow tax issues and the question about whether he lied on a, a form he had to fill out to purchase a gun, um, whether he lied about the fact that he was addicted to drugs at the time. So even as this federal investigation has, has looked at all of Hunter Biden's life, the, where the Justice Department is and the charges that are weighing against Hunter Biden are not the, the allegations, accusations, crimes that Trump, um, sorry, that the Republicans um, believe they should be. Right. But it, if, if that's the case, it nevertheless will not stop Republicans now armed with subpoena power by virtue of having taken control of the House with holding hearings about Hunter accompanying Joe to Beijing, or uh, were they co-tenants in that office? What about Bobolinsky and the paper trail talking about the big guy? I mean, there's there's a lot there that they can make a mountain out of. Nevertheless, the what we try and do is we try and take on those different allegations and accusations about Joe Biden's role in this. We try and sort of go inside and do the reporting to figure out, okay, so what was really going on? Um, and the story of Hunter Biden, it's, look, it's not a pretty story. This is someone who was trying to make as much money as possible, who went out and did foreign business dealings with um, unusual characters in risky ways. Um, he, you know, he, he got on the board of this Ukrainian energy company. It created questions of perception that, that people around Joe Biden, Joe Biden's own advisors, didn't like. Um, Hunter Biden was really out there trying to make money. That doesn't mean that Joe Biden was at the center of that enterprise or that was part of that enterprise. Um, so in the other aspect to this that, that's, that's important to the story is that in the course of Hunter Biden sort of trying to become this international business person, he becomes addicted to drugs. He, his life really spirals out of control. And he's, he's some of the problems that he has today, some of the legal problems he has today um, have arisen from that period of time, not necessarily from his foreign business deal. Well, 
so the the picture that emerges, by the way, the paragraph, among others, that I circled, because I, I thought this kind of summed up the big picture view, the 30,000 foot view. What emerges is the story of a man battling with personal demons against the background of family tragedy and under the glare of public scrutiny. It is an instructive look at the enduring Washington practice of trading on access and influence. I mean, there's no doubt that he gets the Burisma hookup and that the Chinese treat him with the consideration, he, Hunter, that they do because of who his father is. And you could say that's a tale as old as time in Washington. What did Joe know of the way that Hunter was carrying out those business activities, I think, is the $64,000 question. Look, I think that Joe Biden knew that his son was out there doing foreign business dealings. Uh, There's nothing illegal about the, you know, the son of a vice president out doing this, certainly. Um, And there is nothing illegal about doing this when Joe Biden was out of office. Um, The the children of presidents have uh, the leeway to do this type of, of thing. What happens, what we've seen in history, is that people around presidents or vice presidents um, have run into problems around questions about whether they are profiting from that proximity. That is a tale that has come up throughout American history, um, dating, you know, dating back to, to siblings and, and relatives of previous presidents. So in that sense, it's a, it's a question of, okay, so like, you know, this this individual was out there. He did these business dealings. What does that mean? Is that a problem? You know, that those are legitimate questions. Um, there's, it's not illegal. Uh, but if people want to raise questions about it, sure. But at the heart of it, there's there's no evidence that Joe Biden is part of Hunter Biden's enterprise. It is centered in Hunter Biden's enterprise to do this. And so in the end, you've got a Trump appointed U.S. attorney named David Weiss, who's been taking a long, hard look at Hunter Biden. And it's not anticipated that there will be anything relative to Ukraine or China in the net result of that investigation, but rather a question, uh, rather, frankly, common question of whether he claimed the proper amount in deductions, and then this unique issue of whether he lied on a government form when he was buying a handgun. And the the the, the part of this that's, that's sort of interesting is that Hunter Biden's lawyers, as we point out in the story, have made the argument to prosecutors that the charges that they're looking at are usually dealt with in a civil fashion. They're dealt with civilly in civil court. They're not dealt with criminally. And they've shown different examples of how similar cases were treated like that. And the the argument, why would you treat this any differently? When do we expect this is going to wrap up? Well, it's this type of thing that we've expected is going to wrap up for a fair amount of time. Right. Sort of dragged and dragged. Um, you know, it's the kind of thing that we thought was going to wrap up in the next few months for many, many months over the past um, many months. So I'm not sure when it will wrap up. A decision could come at any time. It's something that has gone on for a long time. This is a Trump U.S. attorney that is still there. 
I think everyone would like this to come to some sort of resolution, whether that means charges and moving towards a trial or something else or, or the government walking away from it. Um, I think everyone's sort of antsy for it to, to come to a head. My sense is that the, much of the investigation has been completed and the department is just figuring out what to do. And that's sort of where it stands. And finally, for Michael Schmidt, author of Donald Trump versus the United States, the paperback version comes out on Tuesday. There's a companion piece to that which you co-authored that we're discussing, written by your colleague Luke Broadwater. And I made the observation in the first hour of my program today that it raises for me a question of whether Republicans are about to overplay their hand because there's a long list of things they are eager to investigate. The weaponization of government is at the top of the list. The Biden family business, as we've been discussing, the COVID pandemic origins, the China competitiveness, border enforcement, withdrawal from Afghanistan and treatment of the January 6th defendants. Where do you think the Hunter investigation falls uh, on that Republican wish list? Will they spend too much time more than the American people have patience for in talking about Hunter? Look, I think they're going to throw a lot of different things at the wall and just see what sort of sticks. I think Hunter is one of their chief targets and something they're going to spend a lot of time on. Um, How successful they are in that, I'm not sure. My guess is they would very much like to interview Hunter Biden. There is now a precedent that is sort of new from the January 6th committee where interviews are taped. I'm sure that the committees would like to have Hunter Biden there in person. We also know that they really want to spend a lot of time on Fauci. They want to spend a lot of time on the different issues that you talked about, the Afghanistan withdrawal and such. So I think there's just going to be a lot that they they throw at the wall. Uh, They're not always so organized in how they do that, but they use blunt force. And look, the disclosure about Hillary Clinton's emails was a result of something that the Benghazi committee uh, investigated. It's a result of a document request that they made. The emails had nothing to her use of her personal email account had nothing to do with the Benghazi attack. But once you get in and start subpoenaing documents and documents are handed over, you know, who knows where things can go. Michael, thank you so much. I wish you good things with the release of the paperback next week. And and thank you for your willingness to discuss today's front page above the fold story. Thanks for having me. That's Michael Schmidt from the New York Times, ladies and gentlemen, talking about today's page one Hunter story. Um, I think I would add this observation relative to Joe Biden, relative to Hunter Biden, relative to Burisma slash the Ukraine issues, well, relative to China. It's my old whitewater Watergate comparison. This is complicated stuff. I mean, the Times, he said, what, 6,000 words invested in this today? Kind of hard to summarize, I think, in in a 12-minute conversation, uh, as I just sought to do. But what's what's the, if you're someone who believes, and by the way, already some of you are calling, who are of this opinion, that what you just heard was a downplaying of some of the serious issues that surround Joe the Bidens generally, Hunter in particular. What's the soundbite? Because in order for this to pop, 
It's got to be more like Watergate than it is like Whitewater. Whitewater was too complicated. It was a land transaction in Arkansas that nobody ever understood, although it was the point of origin for what led to the intern scandal and the blue dress. But for the Whitewater investigation, we would never have known of that. So my point is, you don't know, once these things get rolling, where they're going to end up. But limiting ourselves to the business activities of, of Hunter and, and, and some argue, the Times obviously doesn't come to this conclusion, Joe as well. What's the soundbite that's going to make it pop like a burglary at the headquarters of the DNC? I, I ask you for that soundbite. I've said before, many of you don't like hearing it. To me, the Hunter story is a, is a complex story, but if I were ranking what it's most about, limited to Hunter now, it's a tale of addiction. It's a sad story of addiction. I, I mean, like some of you, I've got a prurient interest when the Daily Mail runs all those pictures and so forth, but, but at a certain point, I'm like, oh, damn it. This is just sad. It's just sad. And I'm willing to make allowances for Joe trying to rescue a son from addiction when, when people talk about, well, you know, he flew to Beijing and Joe, Joe obviously knew he was going to meet with Chinese business partners and he was trying to do business based on the strength of his his status as the son of the vice president. Yeah, I, I get it. I don't think Joe was eager for, for Hunter to line his pocket so much as Joe was eager to keep his son off of crack or whatever the demons he was facing at that time. All right. That's what I wanted to say. And now you've heard the summary from Michael. So let's let's talk about this page one hunter story. And you can also address the question of whether the GOP will overplay its hand armed with subpoena power, because in the past they could they could go to certain media outlets and talk a lot about Hunter. Now they can issue a subpoena. Big difference. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Hey, Matthew, greetings in Vegas. What's the sound bite? You know, like we're having a beer and... You're the one who's dialed in. I'm not. And I what this Hunter Biden thing, what, what's it all about? Who's the big guy? You know, when, when, when this all started and the conversation is going on and you hear the, I don't remember the exact piece of, uh, you know, what the deal was. It was and But, you know, they, they keep all, you know, we got to make sure we take care of the big guy. Does anybody really not think the big guy is Joe Biden? 
yeah, and I referenced that in my conversation with Michael Schmidt. But uh, okay, I'm I'm still having that beer with you. T- tell me more. What does that mean, the big guy? Did 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 Joe get a piece of the action? Was he paid anything? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, there. When you listen to that conversation, I I can't think that there's any other. Nothing else makes sense to me. Here's the uh, here's the Times treatment of exactly what you're raising. It says this, to try to make the case that the elder Mr. Biden played a role in his son's dealings with Mr. Yee, Republicans point to statements by Tony Bobolinsky, an associate who has claimed that Hunter's father had at least some knowledge of the possible venture with CEFC. They also cite messages in which another participant in the negotiations, James Gilyar, floated the possibility that a 10% stake in their prospective company could be set aside for, quote, the big guy. Mr. Gilyar later said he was unaware of any involvement in the CEFC discussions by Hunter's father at any time. Family members and other participants say the elder Mr. Biden never met with Mr. Yee or other company executives. And then final paragraph in a November news conference where he discussed the CEFC negotiations, Representative James Comer, the Kentucky Republican chair of the House Oversight Committee, said there was evidence President Biden was a partner with access to an office. And then there's discussion of Hunter saying that he needed an extra set of keys for his new office mates, uh, which were presumed to include his father. That's their treatment of this issue today. The only other thing I guess I'd add is, and I guess, you know, take a step back and just look at big picture. Why is Hunter Biden even there? You know, why Hunter Biden? Like, you know, it has nothing to do with the fact of who, you know, who his dad is. So, again, I don't think anybody would argue that. Can I say, I don't. Yeah, I don't think anybody could argue with a straight face that Hunter is in this position with Ukraine, with uh, China, with any of these absent his father being the vice president of the United States. Nobody could say that he'd be he'd be you know put on the board of Burisma and paid the kind of money that was paid. But for Joe, I, I think to, to anyone with common sense, it's it's all about trying to get access. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, and, that's this, this is this is the way the town runs. Not defending. I'm mm-hmm. just. You know, just telling you, this is it. You're naive if you don't think so. They're all crooks. It's just who gets caught. I, I don't disagree. Peter, you're in Tawanda, Pennsylvania. What's top of mind for you? Yeah, I just I have a theory about who uh, the big guy is. I, I haven't heard anyone else put forward before. Tell me. Uh, well, I, I think we all, we all know Hunter's a bit of a ne'er-do-well. Um, I think he told his partners that, you know, they need this 10% for the big guy fully with the intent to keep it for himself just as another way to get himself a little extra cash out oh. of the deal. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'll hold 10% for, my, for the big guy, and he's, he's going to go in his own pocket. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, thank you, sir, for your theory. I appreciate it. Media Pennsylvania, uh, pardon me. Not media, Pennsylvania. Florida is where Robert is located. Hey, Robert, greetings. What did you want to say? Michael, you asked Michael Schmidt point blank about Bobolinsky, and he sidestepped it. And that's what drives us crazy. I mean, Bobolinsky is ready to swear on national TV in front of Congress 
the big guy in, in Biden. And also when Corrine Jean-Pierre says, oh, we're cooperating, we're doing the right things. Well, they're all on the same team. The Democrats in the deep state are all on the same team. Of course they're going to cooperate. And that's just, it's almost insulting sometimes when you're on the right and having to hear the arguments and the cherry-picked comments by people. I just want to I, I commend you for point blank asking Michael Schmidt, and he sidestepped it. He's a I have my own of Bob Alinsky. I have my own history with Bob Alinsky, which is, if, if you don't know, I've discussed it here, that on many, many occasions he's been invited to be a guest on this radio program and my CNN really? program. Oh, yeah. And it's and it's uh, and it's I've invited him. TC has invited him. My CNN booker, her name is first name is Corinna. She's invited him. All three of us really? have the paper. Oh yeah, all three of us have the paper trails to to back it up and and to extend to him a commitment of dignity and respect. Never has it happened. Never has it happened. Wow. So long well, story. But... I appreciate that comment, but but it's still I think my comments still hold on Corinne Jean Pierre and the trust between the CIA and the FBI and Donald Trump's lawyers. I mean, Look, they're I on think, the same team for Joe I, Biden. Okay, to your mindset, I say, I think the media is running the risk of overplaying the Trump and Biden documents are not the same story. They are not apples to apples. They're significantly different. Do do I think that needs to be said? I do. But not ad nauseum. I think we all get that. I think we get Trump's handling of the FBI versus Biden apparently quickly handing over what they had in the garage or wherever the hell it was. But I just hear the media like going on and on and on about all the differences between the two. And I think at a certain point, they're overplaying that hand. A lot of overhand, a lot of uh, hands being overplayed. Republicans with the investigations they're about to launch and the media telling us repetitively how the Trump and Biden classified documents are not the same. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. America. 